Storm Bowling Products, the bowler's company, presents the Collegiate Spotlight with Coach K. Storm's technical director, Steve Klimkin, also known as Coach K, and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce you to a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us this week on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight is Melody Felton. Melody is the assistant coach of the Grandview Vikings. For more on their program, check out gvvikings.com. That's www.gvvikings.com. Melody, I want to thank you for joining us today. It's great to be on, and thanks for asking me. Well, great. Well, I thought we'd begin is, is what, what we're doing in this Collegiate Spotlight is we're trying to shine a light on the Collegiate players, coaches, and players in, in the sport. So I want to find out from you, what is one of your recruiting philosophies when you're trying to get folks to come and, and bowl collegiately for you guys? Well, I guess we, I mean, we have a lot of um, contact with um, the high school bowlers. Um, the, you know, we're looking for, you know, up and coming bowlers, um, bowlers that may be diamonds in the rough. You know, we try to recruit locally, but as well as we like to recruit out of state. Um, we try to, um, you know, keep our connections open. Um, we're just trying to develop this into a very good program that bowlers are going to, you know, see and want to come to. And there has been, you know, there's been a lot of, uh, I would say maybe just a little bit of hype and reputation built among some of the other bigger university programs that have been around for so long. And like you had mentioned, you're, you're into your fourth year or so now. What have... What have been some of your challenges that you've had trying to maybe convince some of the younger players to give you a shot? Well, I think that they're starting to see that our program is that we're serious, that we're trying to build it like those bigger uh, universities, bowling teams that are out there. Um, we try to focus on practicing, not trying to bring people in to help our you know team develop. I think I think we have a good practice program. Um, it's getting to be pretty well rounded. We even have a um, we started our weight program. Um, it's just not about just going out and just coming here and throwing three games. Uh, we work on you know, basic fundamentals. We work on um, the mental game. Um, you know, we're trying to make them well-rounded and, you know, to develop them the best that we can, you know, and, and try to get the, you know, get them out there and to let the other teams know that, you know, we mean business, that these kids are taking it seriously. Um, they're coming in here and they're putting in the hard work and, uh, I think it's starting to show. Well, and talk about some of the advantages that your team may have because you go and look at your roster and you see it's a lot of Des Moines, Urbandale, a lot of the, the mm -hmm. central part of Iowa where these guys have probably been bowling together since they were in junior leagues and then probably when they you know, were, were back in the, in the peewees and all the way up. So they probably have a, a, are all comfortable with each other's game so they can help each other out as well as opposed to a, a group where you got people coming from other parts of the world and, and it's their first time seeing someone bowl. So you guys must have some some advantages in that respect as well. Uh, we have gotten a, quite a few local bowlers as we've started out. And um, as we've went to other tournaments and people have come out to watch the, these tournaments, we now have started picking up bowlers from different states, mostly mainly the Midwest states. But, you know, they're, they seem to blend in real well with the team members that we get here locally. Um, they form great friendships and... Um, they make great teammates. They come in with great work ethics. Um, I think that all around, you know, starting what we had 
and now bringing in these other bowlers, it's just making our, our uh, program even stronger. Now, you've had a few uh, tournaments under your belt now for the season, so maybe tell us a little bit about maybe a highlight uh, for the year for both uh, the men's team and for the women's team. Now, I think you've, you've competed in uh, four or five tournaments, is that right? Well, we've competed in five now. Um, the first four, I coached the ladies. Um, this last tournament, I did coach the men, but for the women, um, they have just really blossomed. Um, they're really starting to get into their full potential. Um, they've finished, they've had a third, a fourth, a fifth place, two fifth and fifth places, and just this last weekend, they finished second in the Midland Classic. I would imagine probably they would say one of their proudest moments would have been in April, have been the end of March, when they bowled their last tournament of the year was the NAIA, and the ladies were competing and the bakers, and uh, they knew they were close to being high qualifier. They were kind of keeping an eye on it, and uh, they knew Weber was right in front of them, and Weber International, who is a great team, and uh, the girls actually nudged them out by one pin to become high qualifier for that tournament, and uh, they, um, they were just ecstatic. They were top seed, and I think that really, you know, was a catalyst for them. That night, we went to the banquet, and uh, they all walked in. They're all dressed up because they have a banquet for the for the bowlers, and they saw the trophies, and they said, what's that third trophy? And I said, well, I don't know, and uh, they walked over, and they just got giddy, and uh, they come back and said, it's a high-qualifier trophy, and uh, they were so excited. They could hardly contain themselves, and then when it come time to be announced, um, you've never seen a group of prouder girls in your life. I think that was just a turning point for them in their bowling. Um, and I couldn't have been prouder, and neither could have coached Giafredi. Um, and they started this year out. Uh, we added a couple new bowlers to the team, and the girls have just skyrocketed. They're ranked eighth in the nation right now. Um, the men are getting there. They're new. They're a lot of freshmen. They work hard. Um, they're getting to know each other, and they're sitting 45th in the nation, and I, I look for them to at least be in the top 30 here towards the end of the season. Melanie, one of the big issues going on right now is is it was announced uh, last week or the week week prior that in the 2014, the ex-bowling intercollegiate team and singles championships lane patterns for the event are not going to be disclosed to the players or coaches prior to play. Now, there's been a lot of back and forth going on on some of the blogs and some of the uh, the websites and some of the people who follow bowling as to this not being necessarily the way that this tournament should be run. Uh, we had last week we had Gary Brown on from the USBC who gave his perspective as to what he thought. So you can go back and take a listen to that if you haven't, and, and everyone else I'd invite you to as well. But I'd love to get your thoughts on what you think about the pattern not being released prior to the, uh, the competition. Well, I think that um, either way, I I actually kind of like it this way, not being announced. Um, I think that it puts everybody. I think it. It puts you more in an equal playing field, maybe, I guess. Um, I just think that you can look at the lane patterns. You can look at the sheets, and we do that. I mean, if we get a lane pattern, we practice on it. Um, we've taught them how to read the sheets, but that isn't necessarily how it's going to play. And you go in there with a predetermined, 
you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to use this ball and it doesn't work. And then all of a sudden they start to struggle. Um, I think the best way, if they've been working hard, they're trained correctly, that they should be able to throw their equipment, read the ball reaction, and determine what they should throw and where they should play. Yeah, that's a great uh, that's great advice there. And there's a lot of people, you know, who do get hung up. You're right on on looking at the sheets and saying, well, this tells me exactly where I need to play, and look based just solely off the oil pattern. But there's a lot of different factors, you know, that, that go into ball motion. For example, the but not just the lane surface, but even the topography of the lane. So it's going to change from from pair to pair and from lane to lane and from center to center. The same pattern might very well play, you know, completely differently. Absolutely. And um, I'm, I firmly believe that you're not going to know exactly what's going to happen until you throw your ball. And there's, and there's you know, without a doubt, there's, a, there's some, some truth in that because, like you had mentioned, not only are the, the lanes different and the centers are different, but we're all different as bowlers go. You know, our games are, are a little bit different from day to day and week to week depending on, on how we feel and how we're rolling the ball that day. And, and to just assume that how you're throwing the ball on a particular day in, in February is going to be exactly how you're rolling it in April, you know, definitely isn't the case. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So tell me, i got one question for you here, uh, uh, Melody. We were uh, discussing a little bit about uh, lane conditions and oil patterns and, you know, what's going to be uh, revealed or what will not be revealed. Um, what has been your experience as far as lane conditions go in, in terms of what your team has found the most success on? Have you found that your team really excels um, on one particular type of condi- uh, condition? Do they like the scores to be a little bit higher or maybe a little bit more challenging, a little lower uh, scoring pace? What, is, uh, what has been the best for your team? Well, I think that they've been on quite a few different patterns. I think they seem to, it just depends on the player. Um, we have enough players on our team. If one player struggles on one pattern more so than another, we can put that bowler in. So I can't really say that one lane pattern has actually been non-conducive to our team. I think that um, they have, you know, done done very well on the variety of lane patterns that we've had. And I really don't see one pattern over another pattern that they have really excelled in. Again, joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight is Melody Felton. Melody is the assistant coach at Grandview University. Melody, you mentioned early the mental aspect to bowling. What are some of the things that you guys are doing up there to help prepare your kids for the mental aspect of bowling? Well, we kind of rely on Dr. Dean Hennett's uh, book, The Mental Game. Um, We really encourage the bowlers um, to read this. Um, We sort of use it as a Bible so to speak, for the mental game for bowling. We um, talk about other articles that we find that we can introduce to them to help them with that, um, just to encourage them to, you know, get their, be, be confident and, um, you know, so that they're, well, yes, I'm, I'm trying, I'm kind of, I know we, we do that and, and try to, um, and then, you know, try to incorporate that into their practice so they feel more comfortable we try to teach them the breathing techniques to add with that, um, but mainly um, Dr. Dr. Dean does a great job, um, and we'd love to have him here personally someday. 
but um, for right now, it's it's that book, and um, there's a couple other books that we have out that we have encouraged them to read also, and uh, for the most part, it's, it seems to be working. Yeah, if you're following the advice of uh, Dr. Dean, I think you're in pretty good hands there, because he's worked with so many of the of the top professional and amateur players uh, in our sport. He's uh, definitely very accomplished and, and one of the most uh, renowned experts in that in that area. Hey, I have uh, I have one final question for you, Melody, and uh, what I wanted to ask you is um, for the aspiring younger players who are maybe a senior in high school right now or, or maybe even a junior and they're looking ahead towards their uh, collegiate career, um, where should they go or what should they do if they want to find out a little bit more about Grandview University? Well, they can go to the Grandview University uh, website. Um, you can get on the athletic page. Um, it gives all the phone numbers, um, or they can go on and um, contact someone. It has an email address also. Um, it has a lot of good information about the school um, and what they, um, you know, what they offer in academics. And I guess that's the main thing is when you're looking at a school, look at the academics first. And that's what we tell our bowlers is that your academics come first. Find a school that's going to fit you academically, and then look at the bowling. Very great advice, Melody. One, again, thank you for joining us. And by all means, looking at your, your biography, you're a great bowler in your own right. So the the, the uh, kids are in some great hands with you as an assistant coach there. And, and all the best of luck and continued success there at Grandview. Uh, we're going to be staying in touch with you guys. And by all means, if there's ever anything that we can do to help you out, you know, let myself, let Coach K know, because we're there for the collegiate bowler and coach. And, and we just want to help shine a light on, on you guys and, and uh, keep keep things growing. Well, thank you. I really am- Appreciate this opportunity to help uh, promote collegiate bowling and uh, look forward to speaking with both of you, maybe at a later date. Thanks, Melody. Appreciate it and best of luck, and uh, we will catch up with you later on in the season for a, for a follow-up. 